Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Um, if you guys are not subscribed yet, make sure you do, all right, before we start this, because it's going to be a lit podcast. And I'm here with one of the guys that I truly enjoyed uh, spending my time at Weaver. Um, everyone, everyone at Weaver was amazing. But uh, Kenny, Kenny, you know, you really stood out, you know, from a lot of people there. Um, and I'm just, and I'm happy to hear, have you here on the podcast. And I really would just want to, you know, pick your brains on this podcast. Yeah, um, honestly, it's an honor. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I remember listening to this podcast when I was back in Australia. And, you know, I, I loved every episode and I loved the stories. And uh, here we are today. I just, I, you know, it's a... You've been listening yeah. since since your time over there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of oh course. my god, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And what was that though? Was that last year? Or was that how long ago was that? I mean, it was last year. I mean, it was this year before I got here, but predominantly last year. Yeah. Um, I think I found your podcast. I think last year, and especially because you know you've been, you know, like obviously we follow a lot of notable cheerleaders on uh-huh. social media. We all do, and then you know you've got you know, such amazing role models, um, on your podcast. It's, it's impossible not to be like, be interested and be like, what's this? And, you know, so, um, so yeah, no, I, you know, listen to a couple episodes and, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it just really captured me. And I, I thought, I thought, I thought it was a great thing that you were doing. Um, which so, one yeah. is your, which one would you say is your, like your favorite one? Which one is my favorite one? Or the one um, that really caught your attention? Um, to be honest, I like the one with Kat because um, that one really resonates with me the most because I'm also Australian. Um, and because, you know, I know Kat personally and uh-huh. uh, I know about her story and for her to just kind of tell her story uh, to the rest of the cheer world is, you know, I hope that inspires a lot of people to just go out there and, and live your dreams um, mm-hmm. because that's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. we have so much to talk about and and this is what excites me the you know, the most is that, you know, you are from Australia. So it's mm-hmm. like the second person that I've, you're the second person, obviously cat was first. Um, but to have someone else from, from a different country, kind of like tell me about that experience because you cheered in Australia, right? Like you did some yeah. cheerleading over there. Okay. Yeah. Did a lot so of obviously, stuff. obviously the experience and the, the, the feeling of it is so different, two different. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing, oh, it's one, one thing I do want to mention, uh, guys, is the trip for Utah. I didn't really say as much throughout the uh, on Instagram. Uh, I did post a video about it, and um, but I really want to say now, and because Kenny's here, uh, you guys are amazing. Like the, oh. the whole the whole thing, it was just a blessings, man. Um, no, I appreciate it so much, and I haven't been here for very long, so um, you know, I've only been here for like three months. So three months. Uh, Three months. Yeah. I've only been here for three months. It feels like I've been here for a lot longer time. And I think, you know, besides obviously, you know, the obvious things about skills and, and everything like that in terms of like, I'm, I'm still trying to get there, but like in terms of the rest of the squad and, and my teammates, um, obviously amazing, you know, amazing without a doubt, you know, skill wise. But I think the most, I think the best thing that I've realized since coming here is literally just the sense of community, the people, um, people are so nice and so welcoming and so willing to help. And I knew that was going to be the case, but I didn't know that it would be this much. And honestly, it's overwhelming because, and it makes things feel so easy 
and comfortable. Um, so I've been enjoying every second so far. And that's because everyone here is just so welcoming, mm -hmm. so nice. And I'm pretty sure like the brief amount of time that you were there, I mean, did you feel that as well? Yeah, no, uh, it's a start, man. Here, let me, so I'm going to tell you guys. I'm, <laughs> it's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, yeah, a lot. it's a lot. Let me take you through it, Kenny. Let me tell yeah, you the yeah. whole our POV, all right, our experience. Yeah, and guys, sure. sit down. Where, whatever you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this while working out at church or at practice, don't don't matter, right? Just sit down, listen, get some popcorn. Kenny, the experience that we got there, first of all, the flight was amazing. I mean, it was a three hours i think two hours and a half flight mm -hmm. one way like a direct direct flight um and we were we were lucky because delta you know they called us like like four days ago They're like mm. hey because originally we were supposed to go from o'hare chicago okay. to um to detroit michigan and then from michigan we got to go to you guys so that was basically going to be almost eight hours i oh think of just flying and like waiting and and a bunch of bs so we then we then i get a call like hey by the way this is tony oh yeah yeah what's up so like we have like not enough room in the plane like we're wondering if we can move you guys to to the same time hmm. just a direct flight to utah and i'm like oh my god it's perfect amazing amazing oh, yeah top of that we get 200 dollars voucher for oh our my god flight. Because they're like, if you don't want to move, we can give you two hundred dollars too if you want. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, all right, ma'am, give me one second. Let me just call my team. Uh, guys, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they're giving us two hundred dollars to just fly like quicker. Should we take it? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then I'm calling <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, yeah, ma'am, yeah, um, yeah, let's do it. It's fine. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll take it. <laughs> this man, this man sounding like he's hesitating. Oh my God. Direct <laughs> flight and 200 bucks. What is with this yeah. hesitation? Um, let me like... just talk to someone real quick. Hey, <laughs> come on, just say yes. Just say yes. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but like things like the logistically wise, like all of us ha ha have a job, right? So we mm. were planning. Mm. Uh, so the original flight was at 7.30 PM mm. and mm. we were originally gonna leave early because obviously with tsa and obviously all oh, that yeah. stuff you got to go through the airport met busy and mm -hmm. o'hare is always a busy airport mm -hmm. um so because his new flight was actually at 6 30 so it was an hour oh, different yeah. so the whole scheduling was way gonna be way off makes a lot of sense yes. uh so that's why i was like ma'am ma give me one second but the thing she, she said was Okay, I, I can't promise you if this is going to be still available because we're still calling other people. But if you can give me a call as soon as possible, it'd be great. I'm like, all right, all right, give me one second. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we get there. The whole yeah. flight was amazing. Uh, the mount, I mean, it was dark when we got there, so I couldn't see any mountains. And mm -hmm. Bouge mm -hmm. was the one that picked us up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Bouge, I don't see anything, man. Like, it's it's pitch black. Are you sure there's mountains here? Like, yeah. are, you, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, are you lying yeah. to me? Yeah. What is this, huh? yeah. <laughs> and um and yeah uh the whole thing was we went to practice we saw you guys incredible man it is the when i the atmosphere the energy that you guys give now i don't know if it's because we were there or not but if that's something that you guys do every single day that i give you props because that is something that i that i truly admire i mean um yeah, obviously you guys being there was was a bit of a special occasion but honestly i i would also say that like most practices and like almost every single practice for me personally has just been like that and um yeah i'm like honestly 
I am excited to come to practice every single time. Uh, albeit, I'm a bit anxious sometimes because I want to do very well at every single mm -hmm. practice, but it's more of a excited anxiousness. You know, it's more of a, I just want to do well, you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm also excited to see everyone, you know, it's just, everyone's just so tight knit and, you know, you know, obviously you've done cheer before, so mm -hmm. you just become really close with everyone. And, um, I'm just so surprised that I've become so close to everyone so quickly. Yeah. And, uh, for that, I'm honestly really grateful for everyone's just accept me and not even knowing who I am. And a lot of people still don't even know who I am. Like, you know, to a certain extent, they know who I am to a certain extent, but like, like you know, on a team. Yeah. 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 It's a huge team too. Right. Like it's not it's like massive. Yeah. It's two squads. Yeah. So no, it, it's been, yeah. So I would say that most practices are like that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. And it definitely, you, you gotta have like a small little group that, that you really are tight with. And that's like, mm. also cool. Cause then you're in the same journey with them throughout the whole process and obviously yeah. when you're in the cheerleading you got if you're in the cheerleading and you have a team or you have friends around that are super tight and, and like you know are helping you out it's, it's honestly the best feeling oh it's it's incredible it's incredible yeah but um oh one thing i was gonna say is um yeah so so when summer like actually like asked me to talk in front of everyone mm. like like my teammate like we were like all right who's gonna talk who's gonna talk and i'm like yeah you gotta go tony i'm like, oh yeah you're right you're right i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right I'm yeah done. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah yeah you're right you're right um and everyone was looking i'm like oh man i haven't talked to you like a good amount of like a crowd in a while and uh no nah, man it was just smooth transition wise um mm. i was so grateful that everyone came out and uh and really took their time to to yeah. shoot the video for us like we like right now we're editing everything everything looks f amazing and when you guys see this video you guys are gonna get goosebumps oh i'm so excited i'm honestly so excited yeah and i have a i have a behind the scenes footage that i wanted to post this week but because the behind the scenes of what i got is kind of gonna it's gonna spoil the finale of our video Mm. I said I'm just gonna wait until that happens. So there's so for you guys listening, there will not be any Utah content. There's gonna be some. I'm gonna do post a couple stuff this week, uh, but for the most part, it's all gonna be low key because we really wanna get this final video and we want everyone, everyone to share it. Like it's gonna be special. This man knows what he's doing. Everybody, this man <laughs> knows exactly what he's doing. Hey man, we're just what we're trying to do here is changing the narrative. And, and something that woke me up throughout this trip mm. is I realized that I believe Spill the Cheer can be something big. And it's so much bigger because it's just the way that we were all, you, know, you guys were able to like help me out and make this. And I realized like if we were able to do this and impact other people's lives mm. in this way, because we're not here to sell out, right? We're not here to sell cheer shoes. We're not here to sell uniforms. We're not here to sell anything. No. We're here to make yeah. a bigger impact in people's lives. And so because I have you here on the podcast, you know, I want, you know, I want people that are not in the US and they're maybe they're like, because I have listeners that are from like, you know, Australia, I have oh, people sure from like Germany, yeah. I have people from, you know, and Brazil and like, I want people to know that, wow, Kenny went through this, man, this is his journey, dude, you know what, fuck it, I'll send it to you. What's the worst that's gonna happen, huh? Exactly right. And that's exactly right. Um yeah, absolutely correct. Because no, I know for a fact that you do have listeners 
uh, overseas, you know, example, me. (laughs) (laughs) I've spoken to in Australia when I was still there. Um, A lot of people loved listening to the podcast, you know, Um, because, you know, like you said, you know, it touches a lot of people. It's the stories. And, you know, we were talking about this, you know, in our brief little conversation when Mm -hmm. you were, I think the main thing about this podcast is the fact that it's, it's very, it's relatable. You know, people become a lot more relatable, especially to their idols, to the people they see on social media. You know, on social media, we always put our best foot forward. You know, it's a highlight reel, Mm -hmm. right? And that's absolutely fine, you know, because that's what we want to do. But I think what this podcast does is it kind of, um, I guess it touches like the more human aspect of, of the people and, and the people, you know, all the other idols that we look at mm-hmm. and, you know, we talk about the journey, you know, you guys, talk, sorry, we, I'm saying we, sorry, you guys. No, talk. we, 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 man. I, there'll be, let me stop you there. Yeah. This spill the cheer. I've, I've said it since day, since day one, it is everyone's brand. I, I want to include everyone. And that is at the end, it's not mine. It's everyone's because because we're like I said, what we're doing is we want we want to change the narrative, man. Yeah, like the, yeah, the stigma, yeah. the stereotypes. You want this to be, yeah, something different, man. But yeah, continue. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's it's just talking about the journey that these people took to get to the heights that they're at now. You know, and it's so relatable because you know people from the community, whether they just started cheer, whether they've been in it for a while, whether they're you know on a level, you know they're on a level seven all star team, or they're a collegiate cheerleader, or if they're just like a level two all all star team, the journey, the struggles, the achievements that we all experience, you know, they're all very similar. And I think you know for someone who was like a younger cheerleader or people who are trying to get to those heights you know, that they see these idols they're at. I mean, it's, it's incredible because it's so relatable and you Mm -hmm. think to yourself like, wow, these people really struggle to get you. They're just a lot of these people, you know, some of them, you know, you obviously you come across people who are natural talents, but a lot of these people took years and reps on reps on reps and hours and hours to get to where they are, you know, many failures, many, many failures to get to the successes that they are now. Right. And that is so relatable. And I think that's the best thing about this podcast it's just yes, sir. that's yeah. the best thing about it and yeah you guys are definitely changing the narrative because you know we like i said we see a lot of social media we better we put our best foot forward and that's absolutely fine but i love the rawness and the realness that this podcast brings forward and i think that needs to be told you know these stories mm-hmm. need to be told i you're you're hitting every single spot of it man you're like you're hitting my heart right now it's like boom 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 you know boom, boom. Oh, <laughs> appreciate that no Dude, yeah i um um, you know, before, before we can, you know, one last thing I do want to say with what you said, um, I do, I do believe cheerleading and, um, and I, I always have these conversations with myself and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's kind of weird or not, but like, if you, I don't know if you ever just talk to yourself randomly and you're like, you know, that whatever thoughts you have in your head and you just like say it out loud, but no one's around you. Right. But that's what mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> but I always say, I always saying like, you know, cheerleading is is seen at as, as so for some people i mean the majority of the world it's not seen as a sport it's not seen mm-hmm. as something hard and difficult they you know they see is it's a game day aspect they see you're cheering on the football team that you mm-hmm. know they're, they're seeing that and and i and i believe that if people were to see if people were to see this side of cheer mm-hmm. the mental health of how this impacts them mm-hmm. and how this gets them 
at a better place, how this is like the safe heaven of, in you know, in their heart, in their mind, mm-hmm. you know, because cheerleading for me, I don't think it's just the game day or the stunts or the tumbling. It's, uh, it's not even the practices. I think yeah. there's something about it that keeps want is making you to come back. I mean, you got, you know, you, no one really wants to leave the sport, but obviously at some point you have to leave, right? Obviously you got to start yeah. doing this. You got to start yeah. doing that. But if in a perfect world, no one wants to leave. If anything, I would. If anything, yeah. I would probably have twenty years of of college. You know, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but I just think that we can do something special, and that's what I believe. That's why I believe this this brand can do is, and I think it can switch up a couple of minds, and I think it can uh, uh, just show a whole different phrase of what cheerleading is. And, yeah. Um, and we don't want to obviously I don't want to partner up with with any and I've said you know I've said to my team I don't want to partner up with like any cheer brands or any or any anything out there because I just think that you know what I want to do is so different right it's, it's so mm-hmm. it's, I don't want to be tied to to you know those companies are either monopolized or this or this and that and it's like mm-hmm. that's not that's not the point man the point is to really get out there and show it to the world and that mm-hmm. is what um that's what the goal is so Kenny yeah Guys, I hope you guys listen. I hope you guys like this one. Make sure you subscribe. Come on. It's the best podcast in the world, huh? <laughs> Number one chief podcast in the world. Okay. Yeah. Kenny, um, so I brought you here, man, because I'm, I'm very interested in this in this story. Uh, I know we, like you said earlier, we had to talk about, you know, the reel that I made, which if you got, you have, you guys haven't seen it yet, it's going to come out this week. Uh, it's pretty lit. I'm excited. It's the one that we, we sat down and talked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that one a lot. So check it out, guys. It's going to be coming out. Maybe Wednesday, maybe Wednesday, yeah. Uh, but Kenny, let's start from the beginning. How did you get into cheer? How did I get into cheer? Um, it's actually a pretty weird story. Um, so I'm currently in college, but I've actually completed a degree already back in Australia. Um, so this is my second degree. What year? This day. Uh, so uh, I'm very old. Um, old, old, old. <laughs> I, um, so I, my first year in university back in Australia was in 2009 and then I finished that degree in 2013. So, um, in 2009 was actually my first exposure to cheer. So a lot of Australians because cheerleading in Australia is, sorry, what part of Australia? Oh, so I'm originally from, I was born in Sydney. Uh Um, and then I've lived the past five years in Melbourne. So Sydney is the, uh, Sydney's the capital of New South Wales, which is a state, and Melbourne's the capital of Victoria, which is a different mm-hmm. state. They have like eight hours drive from each other, so it's very pretty wow. close. Yeah, like a literally like. like what you said, eight hours. Eight hour drive, drive. Eight hours. That's yeah. close. Yeah, it's not too bad, right? You oh can do it in a day. I've done it multiple God. times. Yeah, dude, I think I think forty five minute drive is too long. Uh, <laughs> road trip. Got to do more road trip. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm originally from Sydney. Um, the university I went to is the university of New South Wales, UNSW. They have a cheer team, a cheer, you know, like, a um, in Australia, a lot of these things are called, they're called societies. You know, it's just like student run societies that you can join. You know, there's obviously like, uh, soccer clubs, blah, 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 different sports, you know, everything, different activities. And they've got the cheer squad, the cheer and dance. So <laughs> I was with my friends and, uh, you know, so it was kind of like, the first week of university where um, all the societies come out and they get you to join it because you're all first year of university or what you guys would call like freshmen, you know, 
mm-hmm. then we saw the cheer team and then I was with these friends and they were like, you should do it as a joke. And I was like, yeah, that'd be funny. Dude. Right? <laughs> everyone, everyone in the podcast like, let's do it as a joke. Let's do it as a yeah, joke. I've right? heard that several times. <laughs> Very similar story. Um, and especially for guys, you know, especially for guys. So it's just like, so I went, tried out, and obviously they want boys. So they're like, yeah, you're in. And I was like, are you serious? And they're like, yep. And then I committed to the season because I felt bad by saying, look, I tried it as a joke. I don't want to do it. Right. So I was like, right. okay, I said I would. I'm going to commit to this. And honestly, the first year was, was kind of cool. But a lot of uh, university cheerleading in Australia compared to America is it's not extremely competitive. Some teams are getting more and more competitive. The caliber is getting better. But when I when I started, it was like the team I was on was like a level one slash level two team, right? Yeah. So, you know, little to no tumbling, probably almost zero tumbling, um, you know, really basic stunts, group stunts, you know, learn how to back spot there. Um, but it was just fun. And I think the, the main thing that drew me in was the whole community part of it, you know, the whole social part of it. And that's what a lot of cheer teams, uh, cheer like sort of university cheer teams in Australia is about. Like I said, it's, it's a student-run society. We used to go do activities together all the time, and they would be like, cool, let's also practice, and we'll do a cheer competition. But a lot of it is very social. You know, mm-hmm. it's not extremely competitive. It's just something to do while you're studying, right? Um, so it was fun. Um, it was really fun. Um, and then the second year came along, and I was like, I think I'm going to stop. I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then um, we got, I think we got a new coach and I started learning a little bit more about co-ed stunting. Um, and I think that kind of drew me back in a little bit more. Um, so the whole year, the first year was no co-ed. No, I didn't even know wow. that existed. I had no idea what that was. Um, I'd seen, like some people had showed me being like, hey, Kenny, because I was like the only guy at mm-hmm. one point. Yeah, during that first year and they were like hey maybe one day we'll get you to do this and i was like cool <laughs> want to teach me how to do this and you know but it like i said you know it was just like you know we were all just trying to figure it out with each other mm-hmm. but it was just so much fun um and i think a lot of it what also drew me in was just like it was such a different sport like i i did a lot of sports growing up but i was predominantly a swimmer i swam for 10 years um and that was good but it was such an individual sport they end up just really mm, got really bored and i disliked it by the end of it just competitive swimming because it was just so you know it's just by yourself all the Mm -hmm. time you know you compete by yourself you train with other people but it's just more like when it comes down to crunch time it's just you and yeah it was good but it wasn't as time went on i was like i'm really wanting to play more team sports so Played a lot of stuff, you know, obviously in Australia, I played rugby, uh, I played rugby, basketball. Yeah, I didn't play a lot here. of rugby. Yeah, I played a little bit of I rugby, played rugby in high too. Yeah? Did you yeah, enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like I, it? I enjoyed it a lot, actually. It was uh, it was in high school. It was not a, it wasn't an official sport for the school, mm, but it was mm. more like a club. Mm. And uh, one of my friend's dad started the club. And uh, I yeah. remember, man, I re- man, we were going against people in Chicago. Mm. And Chicago was well, very well known. Hmm. It was big guys. I mean, yeah. huge guys. They were boys. like small little high schoolers and just yeah, getting yeah. demolished. Demolished, <laughs> yeah. Um, the same as me. I actually 
uh, my worst injuries that I've ever had from sport came from rugby. I broke my collarbone twice. Um, from um, meshing and, uh, or from tackling? I literally, just from tackling, getting tackled, like just just got smashed. Um, <laughs> granted, I wasn't that awesome at rugby, but I really loved it. I just think stepping out on that Were field. Were you a wing? Like, I was a winger. Yes, I was a winger. Yeah, a lot smaller. I, I guess you would be a winger. Yeah, I was a winger. Um, just got smashed. Oh, my God. Um, but no, it was just like, and you would know, like just stepping on that field, just like you're filled with adrenaline. It's absolutely mm-hmm. insane. You're like standing here. I'm about to tackle this guy or this guy's about to tackle me. You know, like it's just. Yeah, yeah. You have the and, wall. You're like one-on-one. Yeah. And then, then like, everyone's on top of you. And yeah. You're like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so much fun. So much fun. I wish I did it more and I wish I was better at it, but so much fun. Um, you know, I played a couple other sports as well, but swimming was my main thing. And then, um, cheerleading, I think was just so different. It's just so different. And I think that's what really drew me in a lot as well. It's just like, I've never done anything like this before, never, ever in my entire life. So I think that kept me captivated for quite a while. So obviously going through the second year, we did a lot more co-ed stunting. Actually, what's really funny is that we try, we trained twice a week. And not the most ideal locations at all. Um, one week we train, one day a week we would train outside, like on the grass, mm-hmm. and one day a week we'd train in a classroom which had low ceilings. So that was <laughs> bad. <laughs> you guys had to move like the desk and everything. Yeah, we had to move the desk. <laughs> uh, but it was it was fun, you know. It was so much fun. And then so like the first time I, you know, obviously everyone learns like guys, especially like we learn toss hands. That's our first co-ed skill. Yeah. I remember learning toss hands outside on the grass next to a tree. I have no idea why we're next to a tree. And then literally the rest of the team standing around me. So there was like 15 spots. <laughs> and I was like, is this more safe or is this more dangerous? I think about that now. I'm like, is that more safe or is that more dangerous? I don't know. I have no clue, but I had like 10 to 15 people around me with their hands up, you know, like when we all start spotting. <laughs> Yeah, the first the people that, like, yeah it's like when you first time you're like all right yeah, like, <laughs> so i got like trying to toss this girl got like a billion fingers in my face and, and nah, yeah. it was great i loved every second of it um now that i think about it i laugh at it now but i'm honestly so that's the beginning you know that's where i started uh-huh. so i am grateful for that um i'm grateful to that club what's really funny is that like i did two years there and i ended up doing an all-star team but after a little bit of time, a couple of years later, when I kind of knew what I was doing a little bit more, I came full circle and I came back and I coached that team again. I coached that team. Uh, so where I started as an athlete, I came back and I applied for a coaching position for that university team. I got it. Um, and like, all right, the next thing we're to do is not stun in the classrooms, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're not doing it. Now, by that time, <laughs> they were a lot better um, and they were training at like an all-star gym. Oh, so okay. it was, uh, yeah, things that improved. Okay. <laughs> things that improved. And I was telling, I was telling the people when I when I was coaching there, I was saying, I was like, you know, we used to train like, you know, you know, in a classroom. You just like imagine like the girl going up and hitting the ceiling, the tile yeah. breaks. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, that for me was very satisfying coming full circle and, and helping them out because, you know, at the end of the day, you got to remember where you came from. You know, you got to appreciate those things, you know, especially, you know, such a sport that's given me so much you can't ignore the fact that it's like that's where you started you know and that's mm-hmm. that's given you that foundation so i'll always be very appreciative and very grateful for unsw uh cheese that's work. great i yeah. love that ad. 
yeah. So after that, I did two years there and then I joined an all-star team. Um, I joined an all-star team that was called East Coast All-Stars and ECA for short. Um, and that all-star club was actually run by a couple. Um, uh, a couple named Derek and Cass, Derek and Cassandra Turner. Derek Turner was actually, he's actually originally from California. He cheered at California All-Stars. Then he went to um, uh, University of Louisville and he, he cheered there for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also cheered at gym time um, as well. Um, he was on Team USA. And then he met his wife actually in Japan, the Universal Studios, wow. where she was like performing. And she, funny enough, she was like a swimmer as well. Uh, but she was Australian. Um, they met each other. And then they moved to Australia, got married, set up a gym, rest is history. Um, so I was there, um, you know, I was there and, um, you know, um, cause I, uh, one of the coaches at the university team that I was at was on, um, was on the all-star team there. And it was a team that was actually, it was a team that was, um, it was now that with, with the levels that used to be level five, but now it's, I'd say the equivalent is level six, right? Mm-hmm. Level six, large co-ed team. Um, and then one of the coaches there was like, you should come join because they need boys, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know anything. I literally can barely toss hands. Um, I was like, why do they even want me? And they were like, nah, they can teach you. We just, you just need to be like, you know, they just need people, you know, the potential. They can teach you. And I was like, all right, I'll go try out. So I didn't have any tumbling. So I went to my local like gymnastics club. It was like a, and I went there for three weeks i went there twice a week for three weeks and i learned how to standing tuck in three weeks it was insane i i don't know how i did it there was like this um there was like this uh uh, russian ex-gymnast like he was there his name was dimitri and he was incredible and he would just spend time doing drills with me during the open gym and he'd be like at some point he was like you just need to chuck it he's like we've done the drills you just need to send it and I just remember the first time I sent a standing tuck. Oh my God. It's like standing on the rugby field. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah. And then um, I went to try out, you know, barely a toss hands and barely a standing tuck. And um, <laughs> I remember we circled up and we're like, yeah, tuck circle. And everyone was like doing tucks. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do this standing tuck. And I, 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 put like 150,000% into that tuck. I skipped my feet and just flew straight backwards. Like I just went, whoa. You, oh, you went, oh, you over. You I over rotated so hard. Oh. And then I remember Derek coming to me and being like, yeah, you should just calm down. Just, uh, you don't need to do that much. <laughs> Hi there, buddy. Come on. There, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I loved it. And then, um, you know, after that, that session, um, uh, he was like, you know, we'd love to have you. And I was like, oh my God, incredible. And then I found out that that team that I got onto was actually training to go to Worlds. So I went from a university level one slash two team to now I'm on a level six team that's going to Worlds. So the first time, my first all-star experience competition was Worlds in 2011. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was absolutely insane. I, I was like, what is going on? And so I remember, much. Yeah, it was just so much, right? And I remember telling my parents, like, I've got this team for cheerleading and we're going to the world championships. They're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> you know what? Um, but yeah, no, it was incredible. And I, I was there for about, um, 
a couple of years, five, six years, um, I, I left that club in at the end of 2016 mm-hmm. and I learned so much there. Um, made so many great connections, good friends, like lifelong friends learned pretty much. That was the foundation of my cheerleading, you know, especially mm-hmm. stunting wise, because Derek was such an ex- exceptional stunter. Um, and, um, you know, I, I really did like his coaching style. His, you know, his coaching style was very relaxed. He let you experiment with a lot of things. Um, he'd come every now and again, give you some tips here and there, but he really just kind of created the space for us to stunt, to experiment and do what we needed to do. And, uh, sometimes he'd come stunt with us as well, but, you know, so, um, learned a lot from there and then, um, yeah, it was good. Um, I actually, cause people always say, you know, people ask me like, um, always oh, this is the first time you've lived in America and blah, blah. It's actually, no, in 2016, I actually did an all-star team in California. Oh. Um, yeah, PCM. Uh, I was there for eight months. So in 2016, um, it was called PCM resurrection, Pacific coast magic. Um, um, it was a level seven, uh, inter- international large co-ed level seven team. And I actually met so many people there that I actually am still in contact with today. And one of the guys I've met there is actually my big here at Weaver. Who is that? It's CJ. Oh, CJ. Yeah. CJ. CJ. So it's funny how it's like, it's funny how life works out because CJ was actually, when I was on PCM, CJ was just this exceptional tumbler. You know, he had a couple of injuries, but he was an amazing tumbler. He was actually on that all-star team. He was actually my spotter. Um, and then now at Weaver, he's like just exceptional stunter. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like, so it's just like, it's funny how things work out. But, yeah, um, like, because now you have a teammate. It's like, wait, I, I know you've been a team with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. man, it's like, and it's so yeah. far. It's not even we're talking about the same city. It's. It's a whole yeah. different state. Yeah. Multiple, in- hundreds of teams. Yeah, exactly right. So it's just, um, it's funny how things work out. Um, but yeah, I was there and that was an incredible experience. Um, and that was something I always wanted to do, um, especially like falling in love with the sport and over the over the amount of years and going to Worlds a couple of times, competing at Worlds and meeting different people, you know, and I'm just like, you know, like just really developing a love for the sport and wanting to get better and better and better and better. Um, and so like doing that all-star team was an incredible experience. It was hard. Um, I would say not physically hard, but very mentally difficult. Why? Because, it was, because the thing was like in Australia, because it's such a young sport. Um, and because I, I'm, I was very fortunate in Australia. I'm very fortunate in Australia to have been on some of, like pretty much, pretty much the top clubs within the country. Right. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Sometimes like, you know, things just work out or not that I didn't work hard, but it's just like, you know, just timing wise and, and things like that. And, you know, I, I'm very fortunate to have been given the opportunity to be on these top teams. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was on PCM, you know, obviously I'm not just going to step on to, excuse me, not going to just going to step onto the team and be like, yeah, I'm good. I've got this. You know, it was the first time where I really felt like I was being challenged and, you know, like the uh, the threat of not being on mat and... and mm-hmm. Because you had it. Yeah, because there was like, once you come to the US, it's like, it's a whole different ballpark. Very right? competitive. You, you yeah. really have the uh, 
Yeah. The the people that have done it for so for since the age of four, since the age of mm, five. I mean, depending exactly. on who. And in yeah. Australia, I can say it's for Mexico too, or or Brazil, yeah. Germany. You, you know, you name other sports. It's not as developed as it right. is in the U.S. So it's it's harder to get the experience and and mm -hmm. go to who you you can learn from. Exactly right. Yeah. And it's like it's yeah. like now you're gonna jump in with the big dogs. Yeah, like I started when I was like 18, 19, you know, and mm -hmm. it's just like all these people have like at least 10 years on me, you know, so it's just, so yeah, that was really difficult. Um, and, um, you know, I remember coming to practices and I was just stressed, but I still had a lot of fun, but I was just, and I think a lot of times, like now that I think about it, you know, stress, a lot of the stress and anxiety is the stress and anxiety you put on yourself, you know, because you, especially someone like me is like, I came all this way to achieve a dream. And if I fall short, I'm gonna be very disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's also like, that experience is helping me with a lot of the experience here in Weber, right? But I'll, I'll go back to that. Um, but that PCM experience was just, um, you know, um, amazing, because mm -hmm. it taught me a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. um, it taught me a lot about what I'm capable of, um, what I can do. And about my potential as well. And I think yeah. um, those are lessons I'll carry. I carried with me to this very day. So um, that's yeah. a good. That's a good part. Uh, good point that you bring up. Let mm -hmm. me ask you this. I don't think I don't know if you mentioned how did you get into the, that All Star team in the U.S. Oh, sorry. Yes, I didn't. Because, I didn't because I'm, my question would be that maybe someone that's listening that is from a different country. And they're wanting to come to the U.S., but they don't know even how to start. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good point. I kind of skipped over that. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> um, so obviously, um, my coach Derek from back home at that uh, All Star Gym ECA, he's American, and he has incredible connections with people. So, the coach of that PCM team was a was a guy named Michael May, and uh, Derek and him had cheered together at Louisville, I believe, or if not, they were very, very good friends. So that connection was already there. Um, but I also tried out for a couple of teams too. I tried out for Cheer uh, Athletics Claw 6. It was six back then, now it's seven, mm -hmm. um, you know, and like maybe one or two other level seven teams. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of reached out to a couple of teams, but PCM was the one that resonated with me the most. Also because I actually have a lot of family in LA. So that would that was good like seeing uh, them and yeah. spending time with them as well, but yeah, so it's just connections. A lot of it's just connections. But you know, Derek, you know, he can't get me on the team. You know, it's just like I had to work hard. I had to make a video. I had to, you know, and he was able to bridge that gap in terms of like I have connections, but you've got to put the work in. Like he showed he, you the door where you can right. go, but that doesn't that's mean right. he'll open it for you. That means you got to right. figure out how to open it. That's right. And he even said he was like, and he's like, once you're there, he's like, it's up to you. So, you know, that, and that was the thing too. So it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, what I want to say to people, especially, you know, now that I'm at Weaver as well, mm -hmm. it's just like, you can have all the connections in the world, but you've got to be proactive in chasing that dream. If you are just relying on other people to be like, can you get me into that team? Or did you speak to this person? But like, why didn't you speak to the person? Why didn't you reach out? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, this is not their dream. This is your dream. Yeah. Mm. are you in the gym yeah. are you you know like are you in the gym that, are you putting in the work where's your video you know what are you putting in this video you know stuff like that and so 
that's a lot of thing too. And even just like the logistics, not even just about cheer, the logistics, have you looked at the, what the visa requirements are? Do you know what you need to do to get that visa? What are the visas like? You know, have you looked at flights? When are you going to get there? There are so many things, you know, th this is specifically for obviously international athletes who want to cheer in America and things like that and mm -hmm. that stuff like that. You know? Yeah. You yeah. know, you bring up some really good, um, you bring up really good point that, uh, that hits home for me. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's one of my beliefs is, and, and I, and I really mean it. It's no one in this world owes you anything and no, no. one's going to give you a single thing. Like even if someone right. tells you they'll give you this, or maybe they'll do this for you. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't turn out the way it was supposed to happen, it, I, I always feel like at the end of the day, it, it's not their fault. Like no. it's going to be you and you got to figure out how can you adapt from that and make yourself into a better person mm. and fix the situation. Um, Cause in this world, I mean, no one's going to give you, and that's, I know I've learned that over time and, and I, and it makes sense. You know, you're no one's going to give that, access no one that gives you that the money or the opportunities mm. and like you said you got to go and do it you got to do the research you got to do this and this and that if, if yeah. the coach said that they'll help you and they don't help you hey don't worry go to plan b find something else like it's that as it's the, yeah. i guess that's what it comes down to yeah exactly right and the thing is like you gotta remember people have their own lives people are not waiting around mm -hmm. to help you people are not being like hey I'm, I'm ready i've got my entire day blocked out just for you you know people have their own lives and like I said, this is not their vision. This is yours. Correct. And so, you know, if you ask someone for help, um, you know, and they, you know, if you ask someone for help and, and you feel as though it's like, well, they're not helping me be like, yeah, because they're probably busy. They're probably doing something else. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you need to chase that up. Maybe you need to, you know, if someone has expressed interest in, in helping you. It doesn't mean that they don't, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you, they are open to help you, but you've got yeah. to go get it. You've and, got to go get it. You know? yeah. yeah. And the thing is, when you do get the help and, and you do find those people that are on your yeah. side and yeah. in a corner, man, I always say, always appreciate those people, man, because it is 100%. it is always hard to get those people to like be around yeah. a corner and around your side. Because like you said, it's easy for some people to like, hey, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to do this. Like, mm -hmm. But when those people that can, man, yeah. appreciate them. Tell yeah. them thank you. Thank you so much. You know, give them back. At, yeah. You know, make sure it's a win-win situation for everyone. Because at the end of the day, they're going to be like, "Wow, uh, Kenny or Miranda, you know, Jennifer, thank you. You know, I'll pay it back." And that's exactly right. Perfect. And another point I'll probably add to that is that like people want to help people who help themselves. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's just like you know, if if I've agreed to help someone, but I don't see them really putting effort, why would I want to help them? You know what I'm saying? Like you've got to, you've got to start acting first and then I'll help you, you know? And that was Correct. the one thing I think I've learned as well. It's just that like, even though I asked these people for help, I've got to put in my own work first and then they'll be like, cool, he's doing something about it. I'm going to boost it a little bit more. And I think that's really important as well. If you sit there and you're not doing anything, no one's going to help you. You know, exactly. you've got to be proactive. You've got to be proactive. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably the main thing about how I got into that, um, that all-star team, just connections. I'm very, like I said, I was fortunate to have great connections, but I think if you don't have those connections, you can make those connections. I think you can reach out to people. Um, you know, that's the first step. I think the cheer community is so tight knit, um, and people love international athletes. You know, people, you know, people really, really do. They want talent from elsewhere, you know? Um, I think especially American 
teams. You know, they want to see what else is out there. You've got some incredible, incredible internationals teams. I mean, look what the Europeans are doing. Look at um, uh, Finland all girl, you know? Yeah. How many years have, right? You know, and because Team USA all girl is incredible, you know, but Team Finland all girl is just something else, right? So you've just got these incredible, (laughs) yeah. Like, you know, you've got these incredible athletes and I think, you know, so the, the thing about it is like the interest is there, mm-hmm. but you've got to go make that connection yourself. And I, so I think, you know, if, if, like you said, if there's a message that I want to send, you know, especially, you know, I suppose a lot of international athletes who are out there and who want the opportunity to come to America and cheer, be proactive, reach out to people, start talking to people, network. It's the same as you would in your professional career, network. You know, start reaching out on social media is, is amazing for that. Whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, right? Yeah. You know, start reaching out to people, start making those connections, start talking to people, you know? So, yeah, I, I think you just I like really have to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I like all about that. And yeah. um, I guess I that was my next question that I was on that was. Oh, wait, no, you already answered it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, my, my question was going to be, well, what would you say to someone that has no connections? But <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah. Um, but, you okay, know. so you go, so you're, so you're in the U.S., you're doing the All-Star, right? Mm-hmm. And then that gap, there's, I mean, there's a gap between then and Weaver, right? So mm-hmm. that whole okay. gap, what, what happened? So in, um, so I came back from that. Um, I came back to ECA and, uh, you know, I spent the rest of 2016 there. And then um, I just wanted to see what else was out there. Right. So I said goodbye to ECA. Um, and then I actually end up moving states in 2017 to where I, where I was living before I left here, uh, mm-hmm. left to come to Weibo. It was Melbourne. In 2017, a gym, a gym offered me um, a director position. Um, you know, so like a f- probably my first full-time job in cheer. And I was like, let's give this a go because I had been working because the degree, I, the degree I had finished in Australia was a degree, was a business degree that more specifically a bachelor of commerce majoring in human resources. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually have grown to really love that career. Um, but I was working a little bit in that. And then I was working in some other corporate jobs, but, my mind was so obsessed with cheer that I was like, how could I work full time in this? And then this opportunity came up and it's like, this is amazing. Um, but I was also kind of like, why would they give this to me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was really fortunate for, um, uh, they were called atomic all stars, um, elite cheer and dance Academy. Um, and they gave me the opportunity to be a director for the cheer, the cheer, cheer program. So I'm forever grateful to them. And I did a year there and I learned a lot um, and it was incredible, but it was hard. You know, it was so hard. You know, you, you had to, you know, it was, it wasn't just about coaching kids. You had to manage like a, like a, like a, 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 um, a group of coaches. Mm-hmm. Then you had to deal with parents. Then you had to uh, look at the, uh, the business aspect of a gym. You know, it was just everything, but you know what? It was just such an incredible experience. I was able to look at all different aspects of it, mm-hmm. how a cheer gym worked. And I think that was what was amazing about it. So um, I did a year there um, and I thought to myself, this is probably not what I want to be doing, 
So I say goodbye to them. I'll come. Um, it was tiring. It was very tiring. And I don't think that I don't, at that point in time, it's not what I want to do for the next five years. Is there, so a, I hear, is there an out noise coming from the time? Oh, I think it's just my phone vibrating every now and then. Oh, no, no. It's like, uh, like, shh, shh, like, oh, I'm thinking rubbing. Oh, that might've been me. Oh, that you? Oh, sorry. No, I, I, I was like, wait, what is that? <laughs> sorry, you're good. Sorry. Keep going. Um, I just didn't know if that's what I wanted to do for the next five years of my life. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see what else was out there. I, it sounds bad. It's like, oh, you're not committing to anything. But like, it just, while I was still at that point in time in my life, I just wanted to see what else I could Yeah, do. I think you're like, you're trying new stuff. And I'm just I, trying I different things. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. I yeah. Think it's it's yeah. good because then you have more like, okay, you know what? I like that. Uh, you mm. know what? I don't. But guess what? I learned yeah. something from this. Let me take yeah. Let me take whatever I did and use it for something else. Exactly right. And this, you hit the nail on the head. Um, but yeah, no, to me, it was just a little tiring um, in terms of like, I just don't think I could keep up with the demand of that role. And I don't think I was the right person for it. Right. So, and I knew that there were people who were better suited and who had their heart in it. And I just, I just wanted to try it. And then I wanted to see what else was out there. Would so you, I don't think I was the right person. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I wouldn't say right person. I would say maybe, I think you were just too early in, in the, in the yeah, process. I guess, possibly. Right? You yeah. were, I, guess, I guess you were still early in the cheerleading world that you know obviously didn't have maybe 20 years or 10 years like yeah, because yeah. there's some yeah. there's some directors that have 20 years 30 years exactly right yeah experience yeah. and you have what less than five years maybe or yeah less yeah so exactly. i guess it's, it's a little hard and that's the, from the background you have uh you know the knowledge is it's you're still you know fresh you still have so much to learn and so i guess yeah. i wouldn't say you were not the right person maybe you were the you were too you were early in the process yeah yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And you're right, because they really did take a chance on me by giving me that position. And like I said, I'm forever grateful for that, you know, for all the people there and just giving me that chance. And um, So yeah, it really taught me a lot. But like you said, maybe it was just a bit early and my woman girl wasn't ready for that just yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I moved on from there and I joined an all-star, a different all-star club called Outlaws, uh, Outlaws All-Stars. And uh, they are probably... I don't know. They are probably the biggest program in Australia at the moment. Um, um, Outlaws Edge, Outlaws All-Stars. Um, I think they were called Outlaws All-Stars now. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and I, and I was there for probably the next couple of years. Um, in 2018, I coached there and I competed yeah. there as well. Um, but I also started working at uh, in the office. So I would coach in the evenings and I'd work in the office at a event company. Uh, the event company was the Australian All-Star Cheerleading Federation, ASCIF. So we're just like AASCF, ASCIF. Mm -hmm. And they are the biggest event, uh, cheer and dance event provider in Australia. So they travel around Australia um, from the competition season in Australia is different in, in, to America. Our competition season runs from June to end of November. Uh, it's the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, second half of the year. And during that period of time, there's usually six, around six months, they run about 22 competitions. So 22 weekends of competitions. So wow, that's... we would travel for 22 mm -hmm. weekends of the year. And so, yeah, it was, and I would probably say um, I was there. I worked for that event company for the next 
three years, probably two to three years. And um, I would coach in 2018. I coached. Oh, for most part, I coached at Outlaws for the for that period of time as well. Mm. Right. Um, as years went on, I coached a little less at Outlaws um, because I just got busier and busier, and I just wanted my week, uh, one of my evenings. Uh, but yeah, no, being in those two places um, was incredible because I cheated Outlaws as well, um, and they had a. I was in the international international uh, large coed six team called Notorious Outlaws uh-huh. Notorious, and in 2019 we went to Worlds, um, and we actually took bronze, which then got bumped to silver. So that was the first time I globed at Worlds, and that was very <laughs> exciting. And that That's was what I experience. <laughs> yeah, it was grateful for the experience, and it was just an amazing, amazing experience. Um, I-, I loved every second of it. Honestly, at the start, it was a bit rough. Um, at the start, it was a bit rough creating the team and, and working it out. But as time went on, it just got easier and easier and better and better. And it was a true definition of a team getting closer and closer and really gelling with each other. And when we got to that, you know, that final week of worlds and everything, it was just, you know, the, the dynamic of the team was so easy. Nothing could break us apart. And it was just, you know, the results speak for themselves. Um, so amazing experience. Um, so for, for the most part, what I'm hearing is really mo- most of your uh, career, cheerleading career was a lot of All-Star, right? Yes. Yes. Predominantly All-Star. Yeah. All of it was that. And then, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm doing my first year. I'm actually doing All-Star as an athlete this year, Yeah, which is very interesting because I've never done All-Star and it's so, so different. Like it's weird because yeah. it's like a team where there's like 25 year olds and then there's like me you know i'm about to turn 24 in december mm-hmm. so december 14 uh, yeah. for some of you guys <clears throat> i'm listening on the podcast what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah and yeah it's just you know the age is so different across and it's like you want to have a conversation with like as a teammates but like you can only hang out for the most part with like anyone that's 20 and above it's like yeah. oh hey you know that you because you have everyone else having over there screw like goofing around and then we have all the other kids in the back like all right so um yeah so what you guys do at work today <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100 100 what all star team is this it's uh it's called iconic all stars it's in, awesome yeah it's in uh illinois mm. um it's like 20, 25 minutes from where i live yeah. so if you're ever in chicago you are welcome to come and we have a sun session and then we'll go get deep dish pizzas and Italian beef. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Deal. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my Yo, God. I know two good places. Uh, have you had Portillo's? I have had it once in California and it was once. great. Yeah. Okay. I do remember it being really good. All so right. yes. All right. So here's the plan. We're going to, we're going to stuff our faces with 10,000 calories. Yes. Uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna eat everything that will possibly take us, send us to the hospital. Yes. Uh, not compete, but that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah. It's Chicago, man. You, you got to do that. Uh, for yeah. all of you guys listening, if you know what I'm talking about, you got to go and try Portillo's. The cake. Have you had the chocolate cake? No. No. Oh, my God, man. Chocolate okay. cake. Yeah. I got to get it. I got to do it. I got to eat this cake. Perfect. Bring Cat over because we, we, we might need a flyer to sell with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did, yeah, yeah. I think so, she's excited about that food too. Yeah. She'll be, she'll, she'll be great. She'll be like, all yeah. right, I want like ten cakes on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, continue. <laughs> um, so the thing that I was going to ask you, 
Um, hey man, I'm hungry now. I kind of want to go get some food. Uh, yeah. So the thing I was going to ask you is, Weaver, yeah. where does this really come into play? You know, because that's a whole all-star team. It's, yeah. a whole, you know, it's a whole different section of it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, I think a big part of, you know, I, I, I've been doing cheer for so long. Um, I've been doing cheer for, sorry, I'm just, someone's trying to call me. I'm so sorry. Oh, no worries, no worries. Um, I've been doing cheer for so long at that point. You know, it was around 20, it was literally like last year. No, it wasn't even that. It was just more like, when I was living in Melbourne, I just like, um, you know, 2018, 2019, I was like thinking about cheerleading. I, I was at like a crossroads in my life where I was like, I have a degree, I've been working a little bit and I've been working cheer full time. And I just thought to myself, I was like, what do I really want? What is it that I want? You know, am I going to continue with cheer? What, what is it like? Mm-hmm. I've been, spent so much time in cheer and I was actually really scared that I had wasted so much time in something that could potentially not give me a career for the rest of my life. Right. And then, but I had a degree, but I was so worried that like, I, cause I had stayed out of that industry in HR for so long that I wasn't able to come back into it. I was not relevant. My experience wasn't relevant enough. So I was just, you know, uh, had a bit of a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's, yeah. that's a good point right there. That's a good point. Yeah. So, so let me just try to, recap on that so you're saying that because you did a lot of the aspects in the all-star in the all-star world kind of like directing and kind of like doing the making of the yeah game. and then so the you, you felt like okay so you felt like you were away from the game skills wise that you didn't really you don't know how far else you could have gone um or, yes or yeah yes it? yes or no i was more looking about like life outside of cheer like in oh, terms okay. of like, I was more looking about like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Right. Mm-hmm. And because like, I was like, I love cheer, but I don't know if I want to work in it full time anymore because working in full time, working in your hobby full time makes it not your passion anymore. You actually mm-hmm. end up resenting it because you're, you're with it constantly. Right. It's a, you enjoy it because you do it on the side because it's something that's a bit of a release because it's something that you can do in your spare time mm-hmm. you know you enjoy it but if you're with it 24 7 i mean it becomes a chore you know and that's that's what i had you know i was working in the event company which is just cheer right mm-hmm. and then i was coaching which was just cheer and then i was training which was just cheer so i was i was just like mm, what am i doing yeah. um so the event company um we hit COVID, and uh, in 2020 um, you know, COVID and where I was living in Melbourne, there was just lockdowns, complete lockdowns, um, for like literally almost seven to eight months of that year. Mm-hmm. So it was a very long period of time was locked down. And so we all worked from home, you know, during then. And I think I'm really grateful to the owners of that event company, uh, Rosie and Steve shout out, um, for really keeping the core staff on and, and really devising a plan to keep us all on during that very tough period of time. So I'm forever grateful to them for that. Um, but during that point in time, I started going to more um, the educational aspect of Shear. So um, the event company not only ran events, but they were also uh, allowed to credential coaches. 
they provided training programs for the community, whether it was athletes, skills clinics, uh, a lot of the training and education was a lot for coaches and gym owners, right? So there was a big aspect of that. And so during that period of time, you know, in that lockdown period, we weren't running competitions. So we focused a lot on the education, you know, providing a lot of education. So I really delved a lot into that. And that became a bit of a passion for me because I loved, I think at the end of the day, I loved the idea of education. Um, that was something that grew from, you know, many years of coaching. And now it's just like, instead of coaching athletes, I'm trying to, you're coaching the coaches, right? Correct. So w working with the coaches to understand what is it that you need? What, you know, how can I put things together in a better way, package things together so then we can all, you know, you, we can have like a lasting effect on your gym and your athletes. It not just like learn this technique and then we forget about it the next yeah. week. You know, it's like, what else do you need? So that was kept me very occupied mm -hmm. during that COVID period and it actually helped me a lot. Um, and then when we came out of COVID, um, I kept doing it. And then eventually what happened was um, I got back into a HR role. So I left the event company and actually got back into a full-time job that was not in the cheer industry. It was actually, I, I went back into HR um, and the part of human resources that I was in was learning and development. So pretty much the experience that I was, that I was gaining from the event company was transferred and very relatable to this job that I got outside of the cheer industry. And I was really happy about that because I thought that not that cheer isn't great, but like I said, I thought I was going to be stuck in that industry and not able to move. And so I was very happy that I was able to make that move into a different industry and still mm -hmm. do, do exactly what I was doing. And this industry was the mental health industry. Uh, so it was a mental health uh, so it was a not-for-profit mental health organization and I worked in corporate and it was incredible, absolutely incredible. I loved every second of it. It was quite short-lived. It was only about a year and a bit, um, because, um, I ended up coming here. <laughs> ah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, um, like, sorry, back to your original question. <laughs> All right, I no, keep going right. off the tangents. Oh, no, anyway. it's okay. It, it, it yeah. really, it fascinates, it fascinates me uh, hearing this because what you're saying is, is really what I, I really want what Spilly Cheer is to, to mm. become, mm. Um, you know, to become a brand, to become a company that, um, you know, and I, I, I don't know why, but I, I hate saying company, but mm. I know it's going to become one. I know Spilly Cheer will become yeah, it will. Uh, a company where it's, it's the it focuses on the uh, I always like to say this it's gonna become the gateway to the world um, yeah it's gonna bring the mental health side of cheerleading mm. and and show it and, ex and and expose it to to the world to everyone that doesn't know a lot about cheer or exactly. just getting in the development you know countries about cheer yeah. to yeah. know that wow this is some like this is what they're going through like this is what you know I maybe maybe I'm tired of what I'm doing maybe mm. maybe I want to do this. You know, maybe what Kenny said is, is right. I, you know, I don't really like maybe swimming anymore. Maybe I mean, rugby, I don't like smashing my face and getting yeah, yeah. right? But maybe I want to try this. Yeah. Maybe there's something here. And that, you know, that, that takes a whole different aspect to cheerleading. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're right about that. And, and I do like the way that you said that you, at, at some point you were like worried, like I'm doing so much cheer, 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 but you know, what about my life, man? You know, what about yeah. you know, my future? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I'm worried. And, 
and for yeah. you to do that and then come come back to it at Weaver, yeah, it was like you was you kind of had like a, like ah oh, like yeah yeah finally. no exactly right um you know and and the, like you know leading on that point you're, you're you're absolutely correct it's just like cheer is such a the community in cheer is so big and so diverse that the skills that you gain when you work in us in like whatever part of cheer that you're in is very transferable and relatable to other mm -hmm. industries and other fields you know so whatever you're, you're doing spill the chin out who knows where you're going to be in the future you, you know you know what i'm saying so it's just like you know what you're i think the main thing for me that i've learned in all these years is people always being like i don't know what i do when i when i get older i don't know what to do and i don't know where to you don't need to know what you need to do is just keep keep moving forward and keep taking opportunities where they come that's that's probably my main advice for people who like if someone were to ask me i don't know what to do in life you just got to keep moving forward you just got to keep it where you stop and you you stop and just stand there that's when it's going to be an issue you've got to keep moving forward you've got to keep doing what potentially what you want to do and also what you need to do but keep taking opportunities because opportunities will come if you keep moving forward does that make sense it makes 100 <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, I, I really liked our bond right now. I really do. I love it. You know, and everyone on the team was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Everyone. Yeah. Like, even even on Saturday, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything was just just fun. And, um, but, but the thing is with this is I, I always, I always, I believe is that the energy that you attract in others mm. is the frequency it will either match or it won't match and that's, that's okay right. if it doesn't match that's no there's no problem it's, it's the thing you know yeah. minus plus and minus aren't gonna match right it's plus and plus yeah minus minus yeah, yeah right yeah I, I think that's right i mean i don't know i'm not like i'm not i don't remember engineer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm trying to say right so the thing exactly is um yeah. thing is you know as long as you, you vibe with that man there's there's so much good stuff like we get you know take you know push and push and pull you know with how many ideas yeah. we got in and that's and i like hearing this i really do yeah no yeah yeah i love it i love it um but yeah so so that, that's that's what i kind of thought about and so for for me like you know i was in a great career um i was very happy um i was really finally you know the degree that i got i was really genuinely now at that point where i was like i want to work in this industry and i'm enjoying every part of it and to be honest, like I was ready to like go to the bank, get a home loan, buy a house next year, you know, and start. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really yeah. ready for that. You know, wow. And I was looking forward to that. But there was something in the back of my mind with cheer that was just unfinished. I, uh -huh. there is something, you know, you to spend this long in cheer, you don't spend this long in cheer without striving to get to the top, right? And without striving to get to where you, you, where you can go does that make sense right. so there was a part of me that was always like i wonder where i can go i wonder where my pinnacle is i wonder where my top is i wonder where my summit is right <clears throat> and so whenever you know obviously there was three there's a three australians here already there's cat there's dan and there's alex right mm -hmm. and like they're already here and i was just looking at these guys and i'm like Wait, hold up dan and dan alex? bailey yeah, yeah. alex mathalakis they're um, they're not from the US? No. We're all from Australia. All four of us. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Alex. All four of us. All four of us from Melbourne. Yeah. What? Well, Alex. I'm not, I'm not born and raised in Melbourne, but, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex is oh, I Alex is Australian. American. 
Nah, she might sound American. She's lost this show. Next. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> yeah, Alex is from Australia as well. Wow. And she's she's incredible. And that, that's the thing too. Like, So I was looking at these three amazing athletes and I was like, you know, and I was, I remember watching videos on social media of like, you know, these guys on Weber, like Bush and Keyshawn and all these guys and CJ and everyone. And I was like, these guys are so freaking good. right? <laughs> but I never thought to myself, I always, and this is not because of cockiness or anything like that, but I always thought to myself, if you give me an opportunity, I can get there. Does that make sense? It, it was just more like a, I want it like, you know, the, the, the in the back of your mind, you're like, I know I can get there. I know I can be that good. You just got to give me a shot, right? And like I said to you before, the shots only come if you're proactive about it. I can sit there right. and say to myself, yeah, I can do that. Or I can actually get my ass there and be like, let me have a, let me have a crack at it, right? So a part of me was always like, it's unfinished, right? I want to see where I can go. It was like just this, I hadn't closed the book on cheer just yet. So I was just talking to Dan one time and he literally was just like, I asked him, I was like, what was your trial process like? And he was like, oh, you know, like I had a FaceTime with Summer and I sent him a video, blah, blah. He was like, who's this for? And I was like, I don't know, for me. And I think if Dan hadn't responded in the way that he had responded, I don't know if I would have gone. Like, because he responded in such an emphatic and very excitable way that really just sealed the deal to be like, okay, I'm doing this. He was like, you need to do it. You just sit in the video. You should do it. Like he was just like, you need to do this. Right. Let's, and let's, so, pause, let's pause there. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that right there mm. for a lot of people. And, and I really, um, and, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this because this goes along with what you said. Um, yeah. Another thing that I, that I do believe, you know, what spiritual can do is for me i believe that the way you approach someone and the way you can inspire someone will make a difference in the small little things like oh 100 percent. the tonality the, the mm. way you send the message the way you respond to someone yeah well there's not just in cheer in in business in life in, in general the way you attract or the way you push your your confidence or your your energy to other people it, it, the other person is going to take it either the negative or positive. And 100%. when they take it, the positive, you make a, the, their minds like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so I, I do owe Dan a lot for that as well. Like just to give that last little push for me uh -huh. to convince me to be like, okay, that's made up my mind. So I do owe, Elena, I owe Dan a lot got, for that as yeah. well. We got and, like demons inside, like left and right. We got, yeah. we got angels saying, uh, yes, you can yeah. do it. You can do it. And then the yeah. other side of the devil, right? Like, it's, no, you uh, can't. Like, you're not good yeah. enough. Like, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, what is it? I think it's, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. It's the man in the arena. That's yeah. what it is. Um, you know, um, I listen to a lot of Brene Brown. Uh, she's like, uh, what is she? This is a shame and guilt researcher. And she was talking about that as well. I think your biggest critic is always yourself. Right. So even though I had, even though I had these thoughts of like, um, you know, I look at these videos of these guys that I look up to and I'm like, I can do it. But there's also a part of you, like you said, the demons who are like, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. Who the hell do you think mm -hmm. you are? You think you're just as good as these people? Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. They're legit. Right? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of it, a lot of it is your brain 
trying to keep mm-hmm. you in a safe place you know, it's a survival mechanism you know it's your brain saying to you you're comfortable here you should just stay here yes, you're yeah. fine you don't need to make this move you don't need to do these things things are going really well for you right now why would you want to take these risks Dude, but you... that's yeah oh it's your God, comfort zone you just... <laughs> oh you're hitting every part of me that's like yes yes kenny this because i man Ever since the Utah trip, you know, and, and I was struggling mm. before. I was mm. struggling to be me. I was trying to be myself. And um, mm-hmm. and I've always, you know, my flaw, my biggest flaw is, and I'm, and I'm always constantly fighting it, is thinking mm. like, well, whatever I'm saying might not be that important. It might not be that big of a deal. Like, no one's going to care. Mm-hmm. And this part of me is like, man, what, what am I talking about? I can make a difference, dude. If, if yeah. I put in, if I would just be me and, and, and I only that's care right. about myself and that's it. Yeah. I can really, you know, spill the cheer itself can make an impact. And, and if I become just a face of it and, and, and really send that mm-hmm. message, it can just, be, I can look at this in a different way, but, and I'm, and I'm going to fight that. I mean, and we're all, we're always going to fight those, right? Like those, of course, those of course. things like, hey, like I'm not good enough. And I, there's yeah. always going to be those times where I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, but like you, you, you're hitting all the spots, man. And I, and I do, I like that. Oh, I appreciate it. No, it's, it's exactly right. And that's a very normal it's, it's, it's normal human behavior to think mm-hmm. like that, right? And that's the thing too, like you were spilled the cheer. I bet you get like many messages about people who like love your podcast. You know, it's and it, it probably exactly. messages about people being like, it's really changed my way of thinking. It's really changed my life potentially. And about like, you know what? I'm just going to go for this, you know? So it's just like, I bet you get messages like that all the time. I, I like them, man. I, I do. And that's yeah. what, that's, I keep, I, I always try to remind myself that is why we're doing it. That's why. That's, that's why, why you're doing it. We, you know, when I say we, I mean yeah. everyone that's been part of it. The videos that we're making, the ones that we made it with you guys. That yeah. is the stuff that I'm hoping that it can make a, a spark, kind of like Dan did with you, kind of like the way yeah. you know, he said yeah. saw the video, they saw the message, the yeah. real, the voiceover. Like, dude, you know what? Yeah. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it because you know. Yeah, I'll do it because Kenny told me. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too, because like you know, it wasn't just like, it was Dan. Obviously, when it got, spoke to Dan, probably the most, but even like speaking to Cat and stuff like that, and just seeing where she came from and where she, you know, where she's at now, that really inspired me a lot too. And even someone like Alex, who was just like, you know, younger than us, and and just being like, I'm just gonna go do it, you know. Um, so all three of them were very inspiring to me. You know, people people from Australia and being at such an incredible program, all three of them really, really inspired me a lot. Um, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something else. I'll just keep talking. Yeah, so so you, you decided to take a chance, right? Yeah. So I just decided to take this chance. And so I, um, I made a video, uh, and then Dan got me on a FaceTime, like a zoom with summer spoke to summer. Oh my God. The time difference was insane that I spoke to summer at like 3am Australian time. And I just was like, Oh my God, I sound like a douche right now. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm tired. I'm delirious. And, um, but you know, she was incredible and she was just like, yeah, like I said to, and the first thing I said to her was like, Oh, it's probably a little late for this season. She's like, uh, so I'll probably put in a video for next season, right? She's like, nope, we're having tryouts this weekend, live tryouts. So she's mm-hmm. like, if you can get the video in ASAP, she's like, we'll consider you. And I was like, oh, okay. So um, put in the video, you know, spoke to Summer. Um, and and honestly, um, that weekend, I remember they had the live tryouts. When they were finished, Dan called me and was like, hey, 
you're in. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, you're in the squad. I was like, get the fuck I, out of here, Dan. I was not prepared for it because it was such a spontaneous decision. And even though I say spontaneous, I had been thinking about it for years, right? Been thinking about it for so long. Um, you manifested so, that, man. Yeah. You, so you did that. You yes. That. And, and that's the thing too. Like, it's just like, I had visualized myself being in this spot many times, but I just never thought it was going to happen until I just took that plunge. And I was like, I'm just, you know what, effort. I'm just going to put in the video. I'm just going to do this. And, and then, so then it started the process of like, okay, I'm in the squad, but I got to get into the university and where am I studying and this, and I got to get the visa and blah, blah, blah. The visa took so, so long that people thought I wasn't coming. Um, that was probably, and that yeah. gave me so much stress, um, for so long, but I'm fine. School here. probably started, right? Classes already. Yeah. Oh my God. I literally got to Utah the day before classes started. So I missed, I missed, um, I think I missed, um, I missed the camp for the cheer squad. I missed some other thing that was really important. And I was like, I can't believe I missed all these things. They're going to hate still here? me. <laughs> but um but yeah so i'm i sometimes wake up and i'm like i'm in utah i'm doing this i'm doing that and it's incredible honestly like i snap right just like that like yeah just like that yeah i'm actually here yeah and and the thing about it is just like you know like we were talking about before it's just like oh this is what i was gonna say sorry this is what i was gonna say like i said our brain uh our brain always tries to protect us by keeping us in a comfortable position in our comfort zone, right? So the le the less risks we take, the less danger that we have to our physical and potentially mental well-being, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is that it's this, um, and this is what I've realized, right? And I try to tell people this as well, is that hard choices where you take risks or you go out of your comfort zone to make decisions or do things that seem difficult, mm -hmm. then even the, if you've done it a hundred times, it's never easier, right? These decisions mm -hmm. never get easier. But what does get easier is that once you do it once or twice, you understand what's at the other end. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you make a decision, like a risky decision, right? Or a, or a choice, and then you fulfill it, you know that at the other end of making that decision is you're going to get this, you're going to grow as a person, you're going to get these awesome rewards, you're going to achieve these things, you're going to have this success, right? So you understand the positives that come with it. So the next time a decision like that comes around again, where you have to step out of your comfort zone, or you, you have a decision whether to do it or not, you are more likely to do it again because you understand what's at the other end. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it yeah. makes sense. And, but the thing is, if people never do it, they don't know what's at the, what's on the other side. So they continue, they continually make the decision to not do it because they mm -hmm. don't know what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference. It never gets easier, but you're might more likely to make that decision because you know what comes with it after stepping out of your comfort zone. It's, it's that's the way I think about it. Yeah, yeah no, it's every single day. I think it's for me, it's in it. Let me put it in my – it's the same thing that you're saying, but in my point of view, it's more like a, it's like a chess game. 
You, mm. it's in your brain, you're playing a chess game for every decision that you do or everything that you might do, whether, mm -hmm. and it's you against you, it's you in your brain. It's That's your right. mind. Yeah. It's the, yeah. it's the, it's the, the demon against yourself. And you're like, all right, so I need to play this out. Like I, you know, I don't want this person to win this version of me to win. I want yeah. the, my, you know, the, the, the true, the tr truly like the better version of myself to win. And and it's you know and it's gonna happen and for all of you guys listening like it's what kenny's saying what i'm saying it's it's honestly one of the you know and you're and we're young right i mean we're so young we're still gonna yeah. make mistakes here and there but guess what as long as like you are enjoying the process and and one yeah. thing i will say though i will say and, and i i do do believe this in my heart is no one has the right to tell you what you can or can't do 100 because at the end of the day, the only person that can judge you or the only person that can that can tell you whether you can or can't is yourself. No that's one else. Right. Like the coach is telling you you can't fly, you go and prove them wrong if you want to, of course. If that's what's going to make you happy. You want to yeah. go start a podcast or start whatever, do it. You yeah. know, do, do you, you want to go ask that girl? Do it. You get rejected. <laughs> okay, no worries. All right, you move on. <laughs> 100%. And that thing, man, that's, I think that's what life is so cool as well. You know, when you really, mm -hmm. after you fight those demons is, yeah. you know, you're, you're able to branch off in and, and, and don't listen, guys, don't listen to negative people, man. Don't listen to those people. Always match the frequency with the people you want to be with. Yeah. And, and those, man, those people that are toxic. I don't have, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to say, to be honest on those people. No, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like you are the one that's stopping yourself from doing the things that you want to do, you know, and we keep coming back to this main point is that like, you know, the things we were talking about where it's like asking people for help, you know, these people can only help you so much, mm -hmm. but you've, you're the one that's got to do it. You want to go do this. You've got to go do it. You know, resources are everywhere. People are ever ready to help. You've got all these resources. Everyone's here. You've just got to utilize them. You've got to reach out and grab it, you know? So that's it. That, that was probably, that's something I probably thought about a lot in the past couple of years, only recently. And, you know, like, because things started really happening for me, like, you know, I had, you know, I did this and the career and then blah, blah. And then now I'm here, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, for me, it's like, wow, this is all really true. I can get to where I want to be if I just, reach out and grab it and put the work and be proactive and put, you know, connect the dots. And Correct. does that make sense? So like, even before I left, I was telling people back home who were very ecstatic, excited for me. I was telling people back home and Australia has some amazing athletes. I'm telling you right now, like Australia has the talent in Australia is very, very good. And it's just getting better. It honestly is getting better. I was telling some of the people back home that I, I coached or whoever it was. And I said to them, I'm not that much better than you, or you're probably better than me. But the difference is that I actually put my foot forward and I did it. Mm -hmm. I said, you can do this as well. And I hope to see you there one day in the future, because I'm going to try and help you if this is what you want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not that much better than you. You know, it's like, it's not because I'm better than you. It's just because I took that step. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's really, that's really good to say that. Okay. I can't even speak now. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is really good because as an athlete or someone that's young, right? Up and coming, that's just, just mm -hmm. kind of getting started. 
when you're in that zone and in, in that phase, you like you said, you see these role models. You see your your you know the role the people that you see. For example, when I was growing up in cheerleading mm. uh, in high school, Colin was one of the people that I looked up to. Um, Keyshawn was one yeah. of the guys because he went to a clinic and I went to the clinic. And, yeah, and for me, yeah. seeing Keyshawn in person back yeah. then, I think he was a freshman in Kentucky. And yeah. I was a freshman in and no fresh no senior in high school. I saw him. And I'm like, man, this man. It's like I'm I'm seeing Superman in person. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. That, that feeling you get. It's like seeing the act. You know, the actors like the Michael B. Jordan, like the you know yeah, the, the yeah. Rock in person, but in cheerleading wise. Yeah. And those always makes a difference. Like so you telling them like you're not you know you can be better than me. You can do it too. Yeah. You just make yeah. it. Some small, small little things like that makes an yeah. impact in the athletes' minds. Yeah, in the early on stages when they're just doing sure. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you're absolutely right. It's and and that's the thing. Like and that and that's what I was saying to to the guys back home and stuff like that. It's just like, you know, that's all I was saying to them. I was like, you know, you can do it too. I'm just the one that actually was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I made that decision. I put my foot forward. I got it all together, and then I I went and did it. You know, but I'd love to see more of these guys who have sat, who are just incredible, do what I'm doing now because I would love to see it, right? Um, and that's the thing for me. Weber is, and I'll be honest with you, Weber is probably the last big thing I'm going to do as an athlete. This the is for me. This is for me. This is the pinnacle. This is the for me being at this program and doing what I'm doing now is. I feel as though this is the height. Okay. And you made me cry, bro. Like, nah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but for me, like, this is the last big thing, uh-huh. you know, um, as an athlete. And and I'm not saying that I'll never cheer again. Of course I'll cheer again. But the thing is, like, the amount of dedication and training and everything that I've put, uh-huh. I'm putting into this now, is this is probably one of the last times that I want to be doing this because eventually when I do go home or not, I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, I kind of want to, I'm excited about continuing my, my career in HR and, you know, like I want to look towards other things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I may not have that much time to put this much time into cheer again as an athlete. Mm -hmm. I'd love to go back. I'm so interested in coaching. If there's a spot for me on the team where I can just have fun, I would absolutely love to do that. But to me, this is the last big thing as an athlete. Does that make sense? Like to put, this much time into it because this is to me this is the pin- pinnacle in my mind this is the this is the pinnacle of of cheerleading um and people might not agree or anything like that but the thing is like to me this is the pinnacle and um and no and, matter no matter if yeah, anyone yeah. agrees or disagrees yeah, I, yeah yeah if it's for you kenny if you're yeah. the one that's saying this is it, it this is, is it. yeah you know Screw, yeah i that's what i'm yeah. saying i i truly that's my thing is i no yeah. one should care or what you think or what anyone else think as long as you are happy with whatever yeah. decision you make and that's that's yeah. what you believe in yeah good, man yeah and and so because because of this um i'm literally excited every day that i wake up um to tackle the day um, i'm not saying every day is awesome some days are hard some days are, mm-hmm. are worse but honestly i ask for this I put myself in this position. So if I'm ever, if I ever find myself complaining, I'm the only one to blame because I'm the one that chose this. Right. 
And so because of this, I'm going to put 150,000% into every yeah. day and I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to do the best I can. And because I know when this journey, this part of my life, this journey ends, right? I'm going to leave and I'm going to think to myself, I'm so happy I did this. And I put everything I did in, I, I could into it. And um, I can close the book on that. Does that make sense? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sir. But, but yeah because to, to, like, that's the thing. Like, it's like, I chose this, mm-hmm. you know? Like I could have, like I said, I could have found another job. I could have like applied for another role, a different company. I could have taken out that home loan by, you know, by Just, you have a that similar, project buying house. You have a similar yes. story to Zach. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, Zach and I clicked immediately yeah. because because we we realized that we we were coming from very similar points in life, mm-hmm. like a last and minute thing. Like oh, that's right, like, and, and that's the thing. We chose this, right? Mm-hmm. And that I've I've had so many disc- talks with. Uh, we've had so many conversations about this over and over again. I think that's why Zach and I resonate so well with each other, same as you and me. Yeah, um, yes, but sir. yeah, but the thing about it is like, you know, we chose this because this is our passion and this is what we want to do. And we don't want to get to a point, whether it's 10 years down the track where we're like, I had the opportunity to go do this, but I didn't go and do it. You know, or think to yourself, I should have just gone and done it. Mm -hmm. Right. I want, you know, and this is what I was saying to you when we were talking a little bit, you know, at the house and stuff like that is that I want to look back and I don't want, to have all these dreams that are unfulfilled, I want to look back and I want to be like, I have all these memories, incredible memories of dreams that were fulfilled or not fulfilled, but at least I went for them. Does that make sense? I don't want to get to a point where I still have all these dreams. I want to get to a point where I have memories and things that I've done. And I think that was the main driving factor to come here is that whatever's going to happen, at least I can go and do this. I've got the rest of my life to work in an office, buy a house, all that kind of stuff, all that adult adulting, which I'm very excited for, but I don't have the rest of my life to do this. And so I need to, the opportunity comes up. I need to grab it with both hands. I need to seize it. That's so, dope, man, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about, man. That's yeah. I, man, it's amen. A, amen. Because this, <laughs> uh, this, this is seriously, it's one of the things that I, that I look forward to people that are, are you know they have the same discussions and stuff that I believe in and and uh one of the things and if guys if you're still listening after an hour and thirty one oh, wow. I, I mean you at this point you've really got to subscribe to the podcast <laughs> or, or anything yeah. just subscribe follow the Instagram we also have a YouTube channel by the way spillature uh I gotta be more active on that one too but yeah. going back to what you said Kenny is um you know and one last thing uh, that I'm gonna say is I we, we recently at the gym um, had an athlete. Uh, she was about 20 years old and, uh, she wasn't doing the all-star team anymore. I believe I had never met her, but, um, but she like, she passed away from a car accident and, oh, wow. um, and it was one of those things where, you know, no one really saw it coming. Right. You know, she's a 20 year old, healthy, yeah. healthy person. And, and it was out of nowhere. Right. And I always, I always said that, you know, at any point like you can be gone, like you, it can be later, yeah. man. It could be, you know, and, minutes seconds um days and you just don't know that right until it starts hitting you and the closer whatever that you know the death was 
it hits you even more, right? It, like the closer yeah. it is, right? Obviously, farther apart, it's it's you know your mind, it's a little uh, but closer it is, you start thinking, dude, like you gotta appreciate more life more. You really yeah. you can't take it for granted, and, right. and what you said for you, what you did, the, the decisions you make, you just you never know when that last breath you're gonna take. You never know 100%. when that's gonna happen, and and for you to for you to say, which I really admire, is you're like. I get to wake up and I get to go to practice. I get to do this. And it's a mm. great feeling because you're still like, I can't believe I'm here. Mm. Um, and I was, because when I go to practice now, when, when, you know, when that happened, it's like, you know, I, there's no, there's no complaining. And I, I, I usually don't complain at practice, but the more I, I realize, like, man, let's not complain about practice, man. Let's enjoy the process, man. Hey, you want to do another full out? Let's do another yeah. full out. Let's do this. Let's stun, let's tumble. That's right. Do whatever needs to happen because you don't know when you're gonna take your last breath. And yeah. And I and I and I I just yeah. And I don't know. I guess it's hard for that for the family, and and I can't understand what they're going through, right? Because yeah. it's just a whole, it's a journey for them, and and obviously I, I'm always wanting the best for everyone, mm-hmm. um, in in any 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 way aspect, any manner that is possible for me to help, but um. But that's that's you know that's the thing, man. I realized that after the Utah trip is, I really, I really gotta make something happen with this. Like, I, I want to impact people's lives. Fuck, man, I gotta make this quick because you never know when it's gonna be over. Yeah, and I, I think I think you're on the right track. I don't I don't think, you know, I I, I think you guys are hundred percent on the right track. You know, you guys are going out there. You you're coming to Utah. You're coming to other places, and you you're collecting these stories, and you and you then just like putting it back into the community. Um, you guys are doing exactly what you guys want to be doing and mm-hmm. you're heading towards that vision, you know, that that you want to change the narrative and to inspire people. You guys are doing just that, you know? So man. I would say like, don't put don't put too much pressure on yourself. You you're doing I, man, you're doing exactly just, what you're doing. Yeah. It's a legacy, man. I don't wanna I don't want to one day just just say you know what if, and that's the thing you were saying, right? You're making it. What, You're making what it. if? What if? Yeah. And, yeah. Know, it's that's some good stuff, man. And I'm just I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for every single day, and yeah. I want to take every yeah. single day as like it's my last. That's so right. What am I doing to make it better? Yeah, and Tony, you're making that legacy right now. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be like, I, I hope I do this one day. Yeah, you're, doing it. you're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say to you is that you're doing it. Thank you. So. Man. Yeah, you're doing it, man. Like, you know, I, I feel as though whenever this journey ends or it may not ever end, I think you're going to look back and first of all, you're going to be very happy that you chose to do this. And second of all, you're going to look back and, and you're also going to be like, wow, I really touched a lot of people. And I think that's inevitable. That's already happened and it will just happen more and more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, nah, I'm excited, man. I'm nah, excited, you're, dude. Let's go. you're killing it. You guys are killing it. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah. Kenny, thank you, yeah. man. I well, let me let me end this with with something that I always like to do at, at the end of every podcast is mm-hmm. what is what is some advice that you would give to an athlete, someone that's just getting started. Mm-hmm. And let's do this one for the people out there that are not in the mm-hmm. U.S. international. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. let's we can include the U.S. But but yeah. let's let's inc- let's let's talk about the people that are outside that are that are wanting to come to the U.S want to do this what is some mm-hmm. advice you would just give them like something to get them hype maybe this is the calling maybe this is the one thing they've been waiting for maybe yeah. you're the next dan for them oh wow <laughs> <laughs> um oh man there's so much to say about that um i think i think um i'll say two things i think the first thing i'll say is that like you need to be patient with yourself 
I think as long as you're working hard and you're putting in the time and effort, you inevitably will get better, right? Because I truly believe that the next generation will always be better. And that is because of the former generation that's already there to help guide the next generation in terms of what not to do, what you should be doing. Don't make the same mistakes that I did. And the amount of resources that increase as time goes on, people are getting skills. You know, people are getting skills within a month that it took me six months to get, you know? So the thing is, as long as you're willing to help the next generation um, and you're willing to grab the resources that are readily available for you out there, you will inevitably get to where you want to be, right? So I think that's the first thing I'm going to say. The second thing I want to say is that, you know, it's the same thing we've been talking about this whole time is that if you have a dream or if you want to achieve certain things, you need to be proactive. You need to go out there and get it, right? Can't wait for people. You can't wait for something to happen. Keep working, keep doing what you need to do, right? But if you want to be somewhere, you've got to get the ball rolling. You've got to get the wheels rolling and you've got to drive that vehicle, you know? And I think that's the main thing that I kind of, those are two main things I want to say is that be patient. Okay, that's really helping a lot right now in, in, in here. Because when I got here, I realized I was like, I'm behind in skills and all that kind of stuff, right? But the thing is like, these guys have been doing these skills for so long, you know, I have to be patient with myself and I just have to put in the time and the reps, you know? So I can't jump from like my skill level to their skill level in like a month. Can't do that, right? But what I can do is I can just keep working. I can keep asking these people to help me and, and everyone's been so amazing, so incredibly helpful but I can just really stay in my own lane and just keep working, right? And I think that's important because once you start diverting from your lane and thinking that I'm not good enough, I'm not where I need to be, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, it actually just kills your enjoyment of the sport. You come to practice, mm -hmm. you're not having fun because you're thinking so much about where you should be and why you're not there, right? Rather than looking at the little victories that you make every single day and every single practice being like, Hey, might not have hit every single rep, but I hit half of them or like, Hey, I got a little bit better at that skill today. Didn't hit any today, but I understand that skill a little bit more, you know? And yeah. those are the things that really, and I think it's just from experience from doing cheer for so long. I understand that this is how it is. And this is how things work, mm -hmm. right? You need to be patient, but as long as you put in the work, you will get there. Right. And that's probably the main thing I want to say. Yeah. Let's go, man. Big applause, man. Let's go. Yeah. Man, if we had an audience, man, you know what? I'll put a sound effect of the audience. Oh, <laughs> you're too nice. You're too nice. You're too nice. Oh, man. This is sweet. Hey, Kenny, this has been quite the conversation we had. I truly enjoyed it. We went over an hour and 38. Oh, my God. Don't go, oh, I usually don't go over an hour. I appreciate hour. it. I appreciate I do, it. But when I do go over an hour, it's because I really enjoyed it. And I, and it really, it just goes like that in you know, time yeah. flies by. I mean, no, time it was flies. Like 10 minutes almost, you know? Yeah. No, if, if, uh, honestly, Tony, I, from watching your podcast, uh, sorry, watching, listening to your podcast, to me being on it now, I honestly, I can't thank you enough. And I really appreciate it for this opportunity. And honestly, I had a great time. Um, yeah, like it, you know, time, time flew. I feel like we, I feel like, yeah, that was it's a great time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I want to have people that I can connect with and I, and I, and I see the, 
the story, right? Because obviously, I know I'm not going to get the whole world on the podcast, right? That would be literally yeah. impossible. But, yeah. but when I get people that I really, truly connect and I truly see, you know, what kind of the people that are, I'm bringing in represent to spill the cheer, because that's yeah. really what it is. It's a meal building this brand around you guys around this uh, people because this is what it is it's it's you guys it's yeah it's the people that are the misfits it's the underdogs it's the it's that they can't you know that they won't let anyone else tell them that they can't do it it's it's those people that i want you know that's what spill the cheer is it's yeah and um yeah it's just day by day man i appreciate you being on the podcast i appreciate you guys listening to the whole thing because you are the best people in the nation um and for all of you listening if you're listening from a different country and if you enjoyed it please go check out kenny go follow him man the journey i if his if this might be his last one then go follow his journey go see what, <laughs> what it looks like um but yeah kenny that's it man that's 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 a wrap man i feel like i've known you now for a while i feel like we should go now to australia and hang out and yeah 100 <laughs> yeah 100 but all right kenny um, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Make sure you leave a re review if you enjoyed it. If not, that's okay. Leave a review on the next one. But I doubt it because you actually enjoyed this one, and I can tell. I don't know how, but you'll just scientifically speaking. All right. No. Uh, yeah. I can tell too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, YouTube wise, we do have. I do have a YouTube channel that is mostly behind the scenes. It's kind of my, uh, um, just kind of my personal side or like my personality so go check it out it's on youtube spill the cheer uh, make sure you subscribe spotify apple Podcasts on spill the cheer podcast and what else do we got instagram yeah we do have an instagram too yeah spill the cheer official uh kenny thank you so much for being part of the podcast thank you so much Tony. all right see you guys peace <laughs>